0: Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We're your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger. How are you doing, good sir?
1: I'm doing better now.
0: Doing better now because we are in a fabulous new studio?
1: Fabulous is the absolute term.
0: (laughs) It's been a lot lot of sweat and tears, uh, or at least sweat and cursing, putting it all together, uh, trying to get it... uh, the way that I want it, and uh, making uh, one foot tiles that are not one foot fit together.
1: <laughs> yes. What'd you say? <laughs> Maybe eleven and a half, eleven and a quarter,
0: eleven and three quarters. You never know what you're going to get.
1: Well, that just makes the math more fun.
0: Yes. Yes, it does. It was uh, fun is exactly what I was having at that point. Um, but yes. Enough of that. Uh. <laughs> Sweaty,
1: tile, snipping and gluing fun.
0: That's right. That's not, that's not what we're really here to talk about today. What we're really here to talk about is uh, the new Beatles uh, documentary they have on Disney+. Plus. Um, this is going to be a fairly short episode compared to a lot of our other episodes because, you know, um, it's kind of a smaller subject, I think. At least I feel that way.
1: If we talk directly about the documentary itself, yes, if we expand a bit, we can add some more time to it. And I have some thoughts and some ideas for that.
0: Absolutely. So I thought uh, one of the things that uh, we would start is kind of by talking uh, just a little bit about what we thought uh, they did right. Uh, Obviously, uh, there may be spoilers in here. So if you have not seen it yet and don't wish to be spoiled on something that happened 40,
1: years, 50 years 50 ago. 50 years ago. <laughs> if you don't know the stories by <laughs> now, then uh, read a book. I don't yes. know.
0: Uh, math, math not going well. Tired now. Um, but yeah, so uh, you have been warned. So what did you think overall? What do you think they did really well?
1: Okay, so when I first watched the first part of the episode, so this is what was... Done well in conjunction with what needs some work. Okay, if you don't know who the Beatles are, you're probably you know ten or or younger, and that's fair. Um, so the first snippet of the documentary gives a brief overview of the Beatles' Beatlemania. They formed, they got together, they got popular, they got world popular. They went into a weird path. They became a studio band. They kind of went their own separate ways. And then this is them coming back together again for like the last hurrah is what it seems like. But we all know that this is what it is, is the last hurrah. Right. So I like the setup. You know, I could set my kids down and say, Let's watch this first five minutes to get an idea on this band because you don't understand the gravity of th- who these people are. And when my daughter was younger, and I would drop her off at at daycare, I would say I play a, a Beatles song and like, "Hey, the Beatles! They're John, they're Paul, they're George, they're Ringo." And now we can see him on the screen. Like this is who they are that's that person that's that person that person plays the drums that person plays the guitar that type of stuff but it gives them an idea when you see the stadia not the well not the not necessarily the stadia but like the
0: the recording and performing areas
1: and when or, or like when they're in their younger days the epitome of fame when you didn't have a cell phone and tv was a thing but not a huge thing and you read newspapers and the absolute screaming insane craziness that was the beatles and if you went to a concert the girls and the women screamed so loud that they couldn't hear what they were playing all they could hear were the screams in the audience it showed little snippets of you know people passing out because they're so excited to see their the band like take whatever famous thing that you think of now, when you see an artist, uh, a celebrity and amp it up by like a thousand. And that's kind of what Beatlemania was at the time, because there wasn't really anything else. There was Elvis that kind of led up to it. And then this just took it a whole different direction.
0: Well, it's a uh, early, early media exposure, really. Uh, televisions were still not as common uh, in homes and not the same way anyway, as they are now. Um, Getting out information about major musicians was a very different animal. So, it was uh, it was really kind of a kind of a, a learning point, I think, for for a lot of people to see what fame can actually do.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's they were a a a band that played a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot. And one thing, side note, they played a lot in Germany and they played a lot in germany in like the late 50s so we're talking like a dozen years after the end of world war ii like what was the scene then anyway they cut their teeth playing they they said in the the, like eight nights eight hours a night every night so they got a lot of practice in playing and performing in front of people they were alive a live band. They toured and they played and played and played and played and they played more. And then after they got super popular and I don't know if everybody kind of you're around the same people for so long, so much doing the same thing that they kind of started to, you know, diverge and go a different way. Then they became a studio band. Right. So they didn't really tour very much. They hadn't played in in, in this documentary. They hadn't played in front of a, a live audience in, years they just recorded in studios and this this was supposed to be a big deal because it was them getting back together again and planning a new album and even to think of that concept well you have uh just over two weeks you're going to create a whole new album and then you're going to create a live show that you're going to go and perform at some place
0: that is just completely insane Uh, I, i can't imagine being required to do that sort of a thing um But one thing that really, they they shot a lot of footage. I mean, just an almost insurmountable amount of footage about them doing this. Uh, the, The cameras must have been rolling all day, every day.
1: Yeah, and one of the things mentioned in here was, as they were recording their songs, it's about how much money do you want to spend on the tape for the recordings for your songs for the album, well, shoot! I mean, just think about how much money the film was for the actual cameras recording everything, and then recording the audio along with the camera for everything. So, like, this was a, at the time an expensive venture. It's not like you can just store these things on a hard drive like what you do now. There were canisters uh, that contained reels and reels and reels of film that had to be. Reimaged, re-edited re you know reformatted you had to have the sound editing done on this and it's just to, to discover what they say 50 60 hours worth of footage and it condense it into eight, only 40 <laughs> yeah eight, eight hours <laughs> you know which kind of leads into one of the problems is there there could have been more let's be honest there could have been more but there was a lot and there's a lot of lag there's a lot of dull times and I think one of the problems is how it's presented. There's three episodes and each episode is two and a half to three hours long and it's hard. I-, I couldn't I loved this thing and I couldn't sit down for two and a half hours and watch an episode at a time. I just I couldn't do it. I just don't have the attention span to watch this for that long. So it was if they chopped it up and instead of doing three episodes, if they did maybe six, I think that would have helped. A little bit.
0: Um, I'm not I'm not so sure about that. I, I feel like this documentary is one of those instances where I always felt like, man, I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when they were recording. And then they gave me exactly what I thought I wanted. And good lord was I bored out of my mind. Um I mean got to give props. You're talking about the the conversion process, just the video quality, the sound quality that they had out of this was stunning. It looked looked great. Um, It sounded great. And you did get to see a little bit of personality that a lot of times you just may not have thought about. But it was, I, I tried to describe it at one point, I think when we were talking off camera before, that it was boring in the wrong way because there are a lot of things that are kind of slow that I like. You know, I'll put on golf sometimes. If I just kind of want to lay down and watch something, it's okay if I kind of drift off and and fall asleep and then wake up and they are just like two holes later. You know, that's okay. But this is the kind of boring where I want to be attentive because there might just be a nugget of something really cool. And there was. There were several things, but it took so long to get to the cool stuff while they're just being passive-aggressive towards each other and not understanding each other anymore and just not gelling. And I just I don't want to see a slow-motion train wreck for eight hours.
1: And I I get that because you're trying to watch one of the cool things. I, I keep seeing little things posted where Paul's just sitting in a chair and he's playing his bass and they're like, oh it's, they're creating a song. It went from nothing to a song. But if you were watching the half hour before that you're maybe falling asleep because it was just them doodling then they show a 30 second snippet of a song and then uh, they talk about stuff and then they, it's the creative process is awesome and the behind the scenes aspect of it is awesome in in that aspect like if you want to see how they interacted with each other then it's great but it it yeah. it does it's hard to pay attention to it and that's why i say if it was an hour long and you know that there was a solid break coming up maybe your brain thinks in the back you're just like okay this will be done here in, in 10 minutes <laughs> and I can go watch something else or I can go do something else then I can come back and do another one.
0: No, there was like 45 minutes at one point of, you know, when I was on my own I had these ideas and I'd like to have these ideas and I, no, we need to do it this way and I, I think we should really get busy in this particular way. Oh, I'm not discounting you on how you do th- Oh, geez, oh, enough already. Uh, I, I get it. You all have now grown as artists and understand that you have skill and passion in your own separate ways and you no longer kind of gel. But, geez, I don't need that for that long.
1: That part I, I get. Um, I just think one of the things that kind of they, they brought up in here was that their longtime manager that they'd had, which was probably the person that wrangled them in, had passed away, right? So now they're kind of on their own, uh, but they have, the only thing I can call them is a troop of handlers around them, right? So the first episode really stood, one of the things that stood out to me, it wasn't about the music necessarily, that wasn't about them, you know, getting along, but like backhanded, not getting along, right? Um, Being annoyed that they have to be together, but enjoying being together at the same time was their troop of handlers always trying to, they're talking about the show that they wanted to do, but forcing their own narrative of how they wanted to do this show on the band and saying you had to do this and you had to do this. And, you know, Paul and the other rest of the band is like, no, we don't want to, you know, like it, it, the whole outside conglomerate of people coming in was just really weird to me. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't remember any of their names, but like, there was the one big goofy dude that, um, that was like fanboy over watching them. He had the square glasses and he had the notebook <laughs> and he was always writing down the lyrics. Yeah. Like that dude was just weird to me. And he was the one, I think the one that would like bang on the avil yes. on, on the, in the anvil, which that song is in, um if you read some more stuff on this, a lot of the things that we saw here that they were recorded in this segment actually didn't only go on Get Back. It it went on Abbey Road, actually. So that was actually kind of an interesting little snippet. But that dude was weird. And the, like I said, the little handlers just coming in and they're, they're in this kind of open space anyway. But they're just like creepy, just like sitting back there like,
0: well, you and did. And
1: then they come in and they say, "We want you to do the show at this place." And they're like, "Eh, we don't want to or they're like kind of disinterested, but we want you to do the show at this place." And then they're like, "Well, we don't want to travel outside the United States." Well, we want you to do the show in this place. It just like it it bugged me. Like how did it not bug the band?
0: Right. Well, just seeing the number of hangers on and people that either fell into the into the category of a kiss up, or uh, like you're saying, a fanboy, or I mean, they're general facilitators too. But it's it's they couldn't escape it. It was just even in the people that they dealt with and, and what they had to get done. Um, and then I mean, a lot of people still harbor ill will towards Yoko Ono uh, for no particularly good reason. Uh, but I still don't really want to watch her (laughs) in anything ever and having her be in the foreground for a good chunk of this. is like, yeah, fast forward, keep, keep going.
1: And, you know, I should say that I have passing knowledge in general on, on the Beatles. And after watching this, it made me want to learn more and listen to more albums and listen to more solo albums and having her sit there in the session with the band was really awkward. Yeah. She just sat
0: and did nothing (laughs) and just kind of, yeah, John's here. So I'm here.
1: Yeah. Like, and they addressed it, of course, in the discussion. I think it was maybe the second episode they, they addressed it about how they, they want to be a family, and they and they, they, they like her. They want John to be happy. And they say, and they bring up, well, is, is she the reason why the band broke up? And Paul is trying to say, well, no, it's not. But what you don't see is when they leave the studio, what is the discussion off the cameras? Especially between <laughs> Yoko and John. Like, what is she whispering into his ear about things or the rest of the band or him not getting the freedom that he, whatever it is. But the whole situation where I, and anybody who was a Beatles fan knew that this is how that this is, this worked like this is nothing shocking or weird, but just to see her sit there and then like maybe write things down or do some knitting or do whatever the whole time. If you were in that band and you're trying to focus and concentrate and she's not, honestly, she's not, doing anything to no. distract anybody else
0: no she's being very respectful
1: but it's just awkward isn't it like yeah. it, it's just like yeah it's just it was just weird and that was one of the one of the best things presented was the awkward weirdness of her just sitting there the entire time
0: well that's a great description for really the entire documentary is it's just eight hours of awkward awkward the awkward interactions between them the awkward ambiance of where they are and putting this together just the weird situation they put themselves in to do this in the first place the whole concept sounds like a revolutionary idea until you think about it for more than 30 seconds it's just it's just nuts there's there's and in any sane person's mind you would think there's no way that there's anything good that will come out of this but because it's the beatles There was, Um, but yeah, I just as a documentary go, I just found myself having to fast forward multiple times. I, I, I I gained a new appreciation for uh, editors. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) that can put the best of stuff together, and I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Peter Jackson. Um, This is not Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well you also have to think of what he was what he was given to work with right which was the scraps the leftovers in a certain sense so you had to build something from the scraps and whatever you can build that's passable and watchable and entertaining and even the smallest amount i think you come out uh, with a victory in that no definitely and just to see i don't know the perspective of it. And you wouldn't think that 50 years ago that the the camera would have captured, or maybe the camera would have captured, but the film, the media being used to capture it wouldn't have been able to capture something that looked as good as this does. It's crazy. So I'm sure there's some means of them. There's a, a transfer process. And in that transfer process, then they can enhance. Wait, how's it with the keyboard enhance? enhance um but what's that from again i don't remember what that's from you've seen it i know you have seen it i'm Um, sure i have but they the the look and and i'm telling you if you wear if you have some way to stream this and watch this but wearing headphones the sound and it's incredible and it's just them sitting in basically a a movie studio a movie set and they put up a couple, you know, walls to make the acoustics a little bit better, and it's just a lot. It's just a lot of them sitting together as a band and having jam sessions, which hopefully leads to them creating songs. That to me is in- incredible on its own, right? That yeah. they that they can do that, and that just shows. I think. One, that they've been together a long time. Two, that they're just really good artists, and they're really knowledgeable about music. They're having the discussion about, hey, do this, do this, do this. And one of the appreciations that I got out of this was them just in general as artists, but in... In the three of them, because you can listen to solo albums from every one of the, the the people. Yeah. And they have certain levels of quality between those. But together, their quality just... They make each other better. Elevates, yes. And, I don't know, John's really talented. Paul's really talented. And they all played, they all, you know, switched it up to different instruments, which I thought was awesome. Like, that's always, to me, that's always entertaining. Okay, he's playing the bass. He goes to the piano, goes to the guitar. He's got the guitar. He's going to go to the piano. Then they even fiddle around on the drums a little bit. And you know Ringo comes over and diddles on the keyboard and plays one of my favorite songs, uh, Octopus Garden. That, I love that song. <laughs> it's but, a fun one. But the other thing, too, is when they're having the discussion, it's it's weird. Like Ringo just sits in the back, and he's just like, looking over the drum set, just watch him. doesn't say a word. They don't say a word to him.
0: And that was awfully weird. There's a lot of back and forth, but he just stays silent the entire time.
1: Doesn't do anything. And then they start playing, and then he just picks into um, a beat of some sort, and it fits. And his kit's real basic, right? A couple pieces that's on it. And if you ever listen to the Beatles, the, there's, the drums aren't going to blow you away by any stretch of the imagination.
0: But they're not meant to. But they're not meant to.
1: Like, they're so perfectly complementary is the best thing I can do. And watching that and him just, just like look and stare and watch them play. And then he'll just sit back and he'll do something. And it works. And it's good. And then when you listen to the actual song that they've recorded, it's great. I just got a new appreciation from him as a way, as a means of, controlling harnessing keeping the band in rhythm it's i don't know i I just thought it was a whole different aspect that never paid attention to before
0: it really is it's 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 pretty impressive that he'll just like okay you're doing this i need to do this and it's just there
1: already done and it works but
0: uh the the other part the parts that i did enjoy it's like seeing the songs form as they're writing it, and just slightly alter, and slightly alter, and slightly alter, until it becomes the thing that you already know. That was pretty cool.
1: And like, if yeah, if, where did it come from? To where? Yeah, right.
0: And if it was two hours of that, I would have given this like a five stars. Like you know, a minute and a half of conversation. Show me writing the song. Minute and a half of conversation. Show me writing a song. But it's forty five minutes of bickering two minutes of writing a song (laughs) it's just like nah nah
1: well i i think one of the things that dramatically changes you know there's the scene where george gets up and he's just like i think i'm done (laughs) done with the band and he walks out so that's part of the the end right like trying to convince him to come back and then in the second one the second episode they move to the apple studios and they're it, it it's dragging. Like it really honestly it's yeah. it's dragging. It's kinda of slow. And the band doesn't have any energy. The band's kind of dragging. So it everything presented to you is just kind of dragging. And then Billy Preston comes and it takes a 180. The whole energy of the the episode changes. The whole energy of the room changes the whole energy of the music it just changes and that dude is super talented he is great right uh that was one of the things that i really loved about this too was seeing that dude just come in and he just gets on the keyboard and like makes everything that he's playing with the band better like dramatically i think it just the energy just changes and then they talk about Him, because he's just there, right? He knows George. George invites him over to play, and they love it. They think it's great. They want him to stay. And he's like, cool, I got nothing else to do. But you you hear a a brief bit in there about from Paul, like, how's he going to get paid, right? So they, they, they mention it. They bring it up. And that's one of the things I still need to dig into a little bit deeper is, if you see some of the credits on some of the Beatles albums, it's the Beatles with Billy Preston, right? So they they, they actually acknowledge that in some of the, the track titling. But what did he get paid? How did he get paid on this session to be in this album? Because, like I said, he was awesome. Like The whole, the whole attitude changed. It was great.
0: Well, and some of the really more awesome musicians in the world are just these kind of studio musicians that – you a lot of people just never heard of and they're phenomenal and they will make whatever band they play with better and i just have such such a respect for them and i and i wish more people had a better knowledge i guess of of who they were and but uh, yeah that's it's really kind of cool to see some of these people work
1: now the other thing that i i think was a positive about this and i've already mentioned it a bit too was Having grown up listening to all the different types of music from the 70s and 80s, and unfortunately, a lot of, like, country music from the 80s, like (laughs) Randy Travis, and, I mean, country music is bad in general. I'm sorry. It's just awful. But at least country music in the 60s, 70s, and 80s wasn't as amazingly awful as what it is now. So it was a less awful product. Anyway.
0: I think it's more complicated than that, but okay.
1: But, um. I think what it made me do personally was, one, go to YouTube, for example, and watch interviews, watch interviews of everybody. Uh, what, what did Paul talk like? What does Paul talk about now when he goes on Howard Stern? There's plenty of those on there. What does Ringo talk about? Because he puts his face out there quite a bit. Mr. Conductor by the way, which is awesome. It awesome. Yeah. Uh, what, what did George, like what are, what, what were their thoughts on a lot of these things? So it made me do that, but it also made me revisit a lot of the albums too. And a lot of the albums that are out there are all remastered. And me loving bass, the bass guitar is amped up. The bass drum is amped up. It's, they're incredible recordings that have been remastered that are out there. So, I've kind of the 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 later half of the '60s albums, in my opinion, are way better in certain aspects than the earlier versions. The earlier '60s, when they were the poppy, and if you're, you can watch the video, like the heads kind of swinging back and forth <laughs> when they're playing the music, um, all, if, all the nice suits. Yes, all just suits, right? And then it turns into pinks and blues and greens with lots more colors and fun and they're having a good time anyway if you were to go back and listen to the albums or rethink the albums what are some of your highlights or favorites in the beatles album repertoire
0: well the absolute favorite for me is still abbey road um uh talking about growing up with it my dad had vinyl and uh, he had abbey road and he had um Magical Mystery Tour and he had Let It Be um, and those are all great albums and I, I, I still love Abbey Road the best but when I start going into the older albums instead of having an entire experience that's like I really love this entire album it'll be like I like those three songs Yes that <laughs> They made 30 songs on this one album. There are three good ones
1: I, I, I feel like the wall was kind of hit in the rubber soul revolver time frame. Yeah. And the ones rubber soul is very uh, poppy and it's I don't mind the pop. It's just it's that, that's true. I don't mind that vibe. It's just the songs are they're okay. Right? right.
0: They're very okay.
1: And once you start moving to the later ones, they're the albums have more songs that are much better. And I do like Abbey road and I do like uh magical mystery tour. I think those are probably my two favorites of the bunch after going back and listening to them again. So I kind of agree with your thoughts on those too. Um, but then I don't, I, I think when you're younger and you're listening to the Beatles and maybe, maybe our parents grew up on the poppy Beatles because,
0: well, what else was there?
1: Yeah, I mean that was Elvis or the Poppy Beatles, right? Um, that that's if you're listening to music in the '60s and the early '60s, that's what a lot of people listened to. Yeah, and yeah.
0: I mean there was a ball. lot of great there was a lot of great blues and stuff going on at the time, but it just wasn't wasn't um, widely uh, accepted or even available a lot of times. Uh, I mean, so people just weren't aware of it, and of course there was still Certain, certain racial issues that played into that as well, so that really great music that was being made just never got heard. Yeah, um, if
1: you're in the Midwest, you're listening to the mamas and the papas, right? But if you go into the South, you're listening to any number of blues and and, and beyond. So I think you got a you're you're right. So maybe just because where we're from, we heard a lot more of the. Super Gold, well, Super Gold's more, there's a lot more things in there, but yeah. more of the poppy stuff.
0: But, uh, you know, what did you think, dear listeners? Uh, as always, we are easily reachable on our social media platforms, uh, at Real Guys on Twitter, at Pudding Guys on Instagram and on Facebook, uh, and of course, we are at Putting Guys, uh, or maybe just putting Guys, on Patreon where you can support us in our endeavor to do awesome new stuff like have a new studio uh, and new equipment and all sorts of neat stuff that uh, will make our production values better, hopefully. Uh, We're going to be playing with things a little bit on some of the lighting and some of the other stuff, so our very next episode that we're going to be releasing, uh, which we're going to be talking about the top... 10 sort of uh, action uh, sequences of the 1990s. Um, we're going to shift things up. And if you have any comments for us that aren't just that Ken guy looks like he needs a shave or <laughs> something of that nature, uh, we we are always listening. Uh, but uh, keep listening to music. Dig into the history. I mean, you, you'll get some great stuff, some great gems back there.
1: And if you have eight hours and an attention span and no will to live and Disney Plus (laughs) Uh, definitely check this out and then go listen to more Beatles albums and figure out which one is your favorite